What is going on, my friends? This is Dana with the Light of Day podcast here for another episode. We are going to discuss who we are. And so the question that came to me and that comes to me when working with my clients very often, um, especially clients who are sort of in transition, right? Let's, let's be honest, we're all in transition all the time. And so this is something that, that is brought to my attention. And the question is, who are you without everything that you have own identify with? Who are you without the job? Who are you without the relationship? Who are you without all of the monetary um, stuff, the earthly stuff, without the money, without the, the jewelry, without the makeup, without who the fuck are you? Now, this question came to me after leaving the emergency department. Um, you know, I was a nurse for eight years. I went to school for it. I, it's what I dedicated my life to do. And so when I decided to leave, I was faced with this very question. Who am I if I'm not a nurse? So often we identify with the things we do as who we are. And I think that that's quite detrimental to the spirit. I think that it undermines our potential. And I think that it brings about a lot of insecurity when faced with losing what we identify with. And so when I ask you the question, who are you without? Do you have an answer? Who am I if I'm not an emergency department nurse? Well, let's, let's see. I'm, I'm a good person. I'm, I'm somebody who, who loves to help people. I'm, you know, I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm, I'm a friend. Um, I'm a lover. I'm, right? I'm all of these other things other than the thing that I identified with. But when that thing you identify with becomes your identity, we lose sight of the authenticity that lives inside of us because we're sort of fitting ourselves into a particular lens, um, into a particular box that says, I encompass all the things that live within this topic, right? I can save your life. I can, you know, assist with, um, you know, codes and, and stitching someone up and, and examinations and, and making the right call, um, diagnosing and, and X, Y, Z. But if I'm not doing that, who am I? If I'm not inside of the hospital walls, who am I? And I find this to be a really interesting topic of conversation because if you meet someone new, one of the first questions that's asked is, well, what do you do for a living? As if that, that is the most important part of knowing someone, is knowing what they do. Now, is it important to know, you know where someone's interest lies? Sure. But at 18 years old, when you decided your major in college and you chose the profession that you're in, did you really know 
what you wanted to do? Did you really know who you were? Because you're someone completely different now. And so who are you? Who are you without the societal expectation of fitting into a profession? Who are you if you don't have all of the things that you, you surround yourself with? Who are you without the influential people in your life? We come into this world alone and we leave this world alone. And so figuring ourselves out is our greatest task and our greatest mystery. But one thing that, that comes to me within this conversation is like, how often are you asked that? You're certainly asked about your profession far more than you're asked about yourself, far more than you're asked about your interests or how you see the world. And so when that's the topic of conversation, that seems to be the thing that, that drives a competitive force of success. But then it brings us to the question of what defines success for you? Success for me was, was making it to be an emergency department nurse, right? In nursing school, my dream was to be a trauma nurse. And so I climbed the ladder. I, I started out in psychiatric nursing, and I moved on to, to a level three trauma center in North Carolina. And then from there, I came up to the level one uh, trauma center here in Westchester, New York. And and then I, I ended up at a magnet hospital, a, a nationally recognized hospital for nursing excellence in their emergency department. And that was my last, my last identification as a professional nurse. Now, being that I left, does that mean that I'm not a nurse? No. Nope. Still a nurse. Still can save your life. But what I decided was that I didn't know who I was without it. I didn't know who to be, how to be. My nervous system was on fire. I was going a thousand miles a minute on my off days. I did not know what rest was. I did not know what softness was because I was living in a constant state of get ready to save someone's life. And that was not going to be the rest of my life. Because when we dedicate ourselves to, to the profession, we put ourselves on the back burner. And that's not because we want to. It's because that's just naturally the progression of the brain, right? Like, okay, well, if this is the thing I identify with and this is the thing that I, I claim that I desire and I want to do, then I'm going to become that thing. But in such a uncertain time, and in an age where people are taking out of their profession um, based on their, their choices of bodily autonomy, especially people in the healthcare system, the question still exists. Who am I if I am not that thing? And so I've been doing a lot of self-discovery after having left the emergency department, after having stopped work as a registered nurse, after having taken care of people every single day up until the point where I left and decided to take care of myself. So who are you? What do you enjoy? 
do you enjoy those things because the people that you surround yourself enjoys those things or do you truly enjoy them? Do you have the same desire to engage in, in what you engage in? Would you have the same desire to engage what you engage in if you didn't have other people who are in your immediate sphere of influence doing that same thing? I think it's important to recognize ourselves as complete individuals, as, as, as loners. And yes, life is about connection. We're here to connect. We're here to compare and contrast. We're here to understand life through our lens while also experiencing the lens of others. It's how we learn. Conflict, it's how we learn. But if you were to really look at yourself as both the creator and the destroyer, if you were really to look at yourself as an independent person, as someone who desires to be happy and, and live a full and, and fulfilling existence, if we're consistently comparing ourselves to the societal expectation of identifying with a thing, identifying with a job or with a group of people, then we get lost in the sauce. Our individualism gets lost in the sauce. And that is something that is not like nurtured the way that it needs to be, especially in this time, especially during the Great Awakening when we're asked to understand our sovereignty differently, when we are asked to step into our power and take control of our life and to live within a different vibration, a different awareness of self. And so if you continue on sort of meeting that role, meeting that societal expectation of I am this, do you ever really know who you are without those things? Now, of course, if you've listened to me before, you know that everything is perfect, right? Everything, uh, the things that we're interested in, what draws us close, what pushes us away, the people, the situations, the circumstances, everything is perfect for our own individual evolution. And thus, that evolution contributes to the evolution of the collective consciousness and that is why we are here but in understanding ourselves as individuals are we giving ourselves the honest sort of assessment the the time of day to to really figure it out without judgment without second guessing without scarcity right? Without the feeling of, well, you know, I'm really interested in this thing. And I, if I could, I would, but I just, I don't have the X, Y, Z, the time, the money, the, the commitment level, the whatever it is that stands in the way of you doing the thing that you dream of, or you being in the place that you dream of, you taking that fucking amazing vacation, right? But you don't have the money for it now. So it's going to have to be on the back burner, but what if we put everything that we desire as the front burner and put all the rest as the back burner, right? Like my profession is nowhere close to who I am. In fact, if I were to just identify as a nurse, I would be undermining my soul by eons. 
And so are you undermining yourself by not taking the time to explore your depth further? Now, today, the sun is in Scorpio. Welcome, Scorpio season. Y'all know I love some darkness. Um, And the moon is in Cancer. So we have a double water day, and it's going to be here today and tomorrow, um, and a little bit of the next day. And so that means that there's a lot of emotion. Uh, There's a lot sort of floating and flowing and, and... being unearthed, um, much of our repressed emotion is, is coming up this season. And that's why this question feels so especially important. It's like, how do I feel? Am I happy? What will make me happy? And the honest answer and the only answer is identifying and acknowledging your truth with radical honesty. And so when you're confronted with the question, who are you? I'm not asking, what do you do for a living? I'm not asking, you know, where you live or what your socioeconomic status is or, you know, I'm asking, who are you? What kind of person are you? What are you made of? What do you desire? Is your path meeting those desires? Do you feel in alignment in your life right now? Are you able to confidently say that you know who you are without all of the things that you identify with or as? Now, you know, when we come into consciousness, when we drop into this body, the way that we learn is through comparison. The way that we learn is by watching and observing. It brings newness into our awareness and thus our awareness expands. And that's how your consciousness grows from from the time that you are awake and aware in your body. But that process of comparison seems to have been sort of amplified big time by the toxic masculinity of our society, right? The hustle culture, the get it done, the you're not successful unless you're a millionaire, right? And we're all sort of living underneath this consciousness and and meeting ourselves in our not success, right? I'm not a millionaire, so am I successful? I'm, I'm not taking trips all over the world yet. Am I still, am I successful? And that's where defining success for oneself is so important. It's like, what is success? To me, success is, is wholeness. It's happiness. It's content. Success is not needing or wanting for anything other than to just be here now. The way that I find that contentment, that happiness, that success is through gratitude. It's through being grateful for everything that has happened to me, which in turn 
you know, it hasn't happened to me. It's, it's happened for me. All of the circumstances and situations in your life are happening for you so that you can return back to self, return home. Come back home and ask yourself, like, who the fuck am I without all of the things that I thought defined me? And do those things, are they contributing to my feelings of success or are they contributing to my feelings of not being worthy, not being enough, not being able to complete, not meeting the mark, not being able to, you know, find the time, space or energy because I'm, I'm involved in something that takes from me versus, versus gives to me, right? There are so many different questions, so many nuanced sort of pieces to this that, that make up our lens, that, that make up the way that we define and see ourselves. And so my question to you is, who are you without the job? Who are you without the relationship? Who are you without the things? Who are you on a soul level, on a cellular level, not on a ego headspace level? When we operate from the ego, it's, it's more about competition than it is about anything else whether it be competing with yourself um, to meet goals of what your perception of success is or whether it be, you know, your inner critic coming out and saying you're not doing enough. Look at all these people doing all, this, all, doing all these things, the things that you desire secretly, the things that you wish that you could do, but you're too caught up doing the other things that you think you have to do in order to feel like success is on the horizon when in reality, true success is finding the things that raise your vibration and engaging in them, participating in them, regardless of whether or not you believe you're safe to be within them. And what I mean by that is, right, people claim that, that artists, right, starving artists, they're just creating, they're not making any money, that's not a safe existence, but if your fucking dream is to be Pablo Picasso and you are sitting inside of a cubicle for 12 hours of your day, ripping your hair out and crunching numbers, then you, my friend, are not meeting yourself in success, you are meeting yourself in fear and scarcity of meeting your success, When you are aligned, you'll know it. When you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you'll know it. And it's because it will feel good. It may not feel safe all the time, right? We need a little bit of fear. We need a little bit of chaos to get moving, to get something off the ground, to to dive into something headfirst. We need a little bit of chaos. Because, well, humans are inherently lazy creatures. and, And so... There's comfort in, if it's, if it's comfortable, I guess I'll stick it out a little bit longer. But at what point do you become so uncomfortable that you realize you're being pushed to change? Have you met that discomfort? Because I have. I was fired from three nursing jobs. Three. And it's not because I'm a bad nurse. In fact, I have over 50 letters from patients, from coworkers and colleagues, 
from the heads of the hospitals that I've worked in saying what a wonderful caretaker I am. The reason I was fired from the jobs I was fired from is because I did not fit. I was too big. I was too loud. I was too expressive. I was too much. I was exposing the cracks within the pavement. And they were not ready for someone like me. And so when I look back at my experience and I feel into those experiences and I feel the shame that I felt back when I was being pushed out of the line of work that I so deeply identified with. I can look back with compassion and empathy for myself and I can look back with absolute gratitude for these situations because they drove me closer and closer and closer to my power. Did I have to meet myself in shame? Did I have to meet myself in sadness? Did I have to meet myself in in questionable regret? Of course I did. Of course I did. And, And that's how we bring balance to our consciousness. Duality, right? We have to feel the depth of pain in order to feel the magnitude of of happiness, of excitement, of fulfillment, of positivity, of high vibrational awareness of self. We have to go through the darkness in order to understand the light. And so when I left my job as a nurse, I had to unpack a lot. <laughs> A lot, especially in terms of post-traumatic stress and the people I've served and the things that I've seen and the lives that have been lost, I had to deal with a lot and I had to deal with not identifying as that person in that space anymore. I had to identify as me, as Dana. And who am I if I'm not a nurse? What else do I have? What else do I have to offer if I can't, you know, start an IV or take care of someone inside of the four walls of the hospital? And the answer that I came up with is I am so much more than the identification of a professional person. I mean, I obviously, we, we all have that knowing We all know that we're far more than what we identify as, whether that be in our conscious awareness or in our unconscious awareness. But when you're really, truly faced with it in awareness, it can be quite jarring. And and so I, I ask you again, who are you? Have you taken the time to find out? Have you honored moments with yourself? Do you create sacred space for yourself? Do you create time alone with yourself to debrief, to to sort of run the script of of where you've been and, and who you are and where you're going? What do you desire? Are you re- are you reaching for that goal or do you feel it's unattainable? Are you telling yourself one day I'll be that thing? Right now I'm focused on on security and, and keeping myself safe. 
I wouldn't be surprised if that's the if that's the headspace because of the climate we live in. We all want to keep one another safe. Well, we all want to keep ourselves safe first. And so we'll do anything to keep ourselves safe, to keep ourselves secure. But in that, we remain safe and we remain comfortable and we remain small. It does not support the bigness of us. It does not support the innate need for adventure and seeking. It says, here is a box and you fit perfectly inside of this box and this box will shield you from the rain. And, you know, you may not be happy, but you'll be comfortable. And so if your comfort is more important than your happiness, then by all means, continue on. But if you are looking for more, if you are seeking more, if you are looking to align differently in your life with higher vibrations, with things that bring you absolute joy, you have to risk fear. You have to risk taking that leap. You have to risk quitting the job, leaving the relationship, going across the country, Moving across the world, whatever it is you desire, you have to take the risk. You have to walk through the fire because on the other side is the success you seek. On the other side is more of what you are looking for. But if you look at that fire and you're like, oh, fuck, no, I can't go through that. I'm safe and I'm comfortable here and I don't want to get burned. Well, then by all means, you can stay safe and comfortable. But when the time comes to reassess, when the time comes and you feel so unhappy with your life and you don't know where to turn next, my best advice is to turn back to self and ask yourself, where am I keeping myself small in order to keep myself safe? You deserve the bigness that the world has to offer because you know that you are far bigger than the body you are stuffed within. This body is a vehicle. It allows us to drop into our consciousness. It allows us to make moves and to, to be physically in a third dimensional space while navigating a fifth dimensional consciousness. It allows us to feel through the world as sentient beings. And that's how we call in our experience is through feeling. And so if you feel trapped, if you feel stuck, if you feel low, if you feel like you are not you, I suggest asking yourself the question, who am I without all of the things that I identify with? What you'll come to find is that you are love. You are strength. You are bold. Every bit of you is purposeful. Every high point, every low point, everything in between, everything that you are is perfect. When you take away the societal expectation of success and what we're here to do, you realize that we are here to feel. We are here to feel through it we are here to make decisions and reclaim our sovereignty, reclaim our power. And your power lies within high vibration. It lies within what brings you joy. So along with asking yourself, who am I without? I also want you to ask yourself, what brings me joy? 
What do I desire? Who do I wish to be? That is the map that will guide you forward. You know, we're all put on this earth for a reason. And as I say, you can't control the waters, but you can control your sails. You're on a set path toward a set purpose, but you get to decide how it unfolds along the way. You get to decide how you use your conscious awareness to step further into your power or further away from your power and more into dependence. Dependence upon failing structures and systems of belief that no longer support the higher vibrational consciousness that exists on this planet. We are here to feel, we are here to discover, we are here to embody the fullness of self and we cannot embody the fullness of self if the definition of fullness is based on a societal paradigm that gives forth a definition that no longer makes sense. Success is what it feels like to you. Nobody can tell you what success is. But I have to say that if you believe success is going to come in the form of physical earthly items, that is worth re-examining. And so who are you without the things? Who are you without the people? Who are you without the job? Who are you without? Can you answer that question? Sending you lots and lots and lots of love, lots of self-awareness, and, and the ability to confront yourself with radical honesty and to begin to create the life that you know you desire and deserve because you are here to feel joy. You are not here to continually protect. You are here to feel calm. You are here to feel safe. You are here to feel joy. And all of that is self-curated. All of that is going to be done only by you. And so are you ready to be different? Are you ready to take control of your happiness, of your future, of your choices, of your direction? Or will you continue to allow an external to dictate that for you? Until next time, my friends.